The Oklahoma City Thunder fall to the Golden State Warriors as the Splash Bros rain down on Oklahoma City. Lou Dort wears a mask. I'm never going to quit Darius Baisley and Josh Giddy make some fantastic passes. All of this and more coming up on today's Locked On Thunder, a Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show, lothunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by Bet Online. Let's dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder falling to the Golden State Warriors as the Splash Pros are back, just terrorizing Oklahoma City. Lou Dort wears a mask in this game. I'm never, never going to quit on Darius Baisley and so much more. Like Kenneth Williams and his audition at the deadline. But again, today's show is brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts, betonline.net. Check them out. We start the way we always do with our game overview, and that's SGA being out with an ankle injury. Pokashevsky being out on G League assignment. Aaron Wiggins being out with an ankle injury. Vid Critchy being out on G League assignment. Mike Muscala being out on an ankle injury. Jeremiah Robinson Earl being out with a foot injury. Isaiah Rowe being out with an ankle injury. Paul Watson Jr. does not play. For the Warriors are two big losses was, of course, Draymond Green and James Wiseman, both out for this game. The Thunders start with Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, Lou Dort, Darius Baisley, and Derek Favors. The Warriors start with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Otto Porter Jr., Andrew Wiggins, and Kevin Looney. Now, it's important to note pregame. We found out, number one, that Lou Dort be wearing a mask in this game due to his nasal fracture. And number two, Mike Muscala is out until at least the all-star break with that ankle injury. So we'll see uh, where that leaves everybody uh, here in a couple of weeks. Now, the big thing in this game, number one, the Warrior fans dominated the Paycom Center. The Warrior fans were loud. They were just, it felt like a Warriors home game in, in this contest. And even the players mentioned that after the game. And that's largely due to, the Splash Brothers being back in OKC and just absolutely terrorizing the Thunder. Steph Curry puts up 18 points, including a near-logo three at the end of the game. Klay Thompson saw his minutes restriction go up, and he scores 21 points. Klay Thompson also hit the dagger three and said he owns OKC and that this is his house. Of course, flashbacks to game six uh, in the playoffs for that game from Klay Thompson. Steph Curry had 10 assists and nine rebounds. Klay Thompson had two steals and a block. The Warriors are just very, very good. And this is what very, very good teams do. The Thunder came out very well in the first quarter, but the Warriors took that punch. They counterpunched, and the Thunder didn't have anything left after that. And they, the Warriors made their run, and the Warriors were able to keep the Thunder after that first quarter at arm's length distance, where the Thunder would maybe try to come back. And then all of a sudden, the Warriors would kind of put the gas back, you know, the foot back on the gas pedal and extend that lead again. So the Warriors are just really good, folks. They're the second best record in the NBA. Uh, going back and forth between the first best record in the NBA 
they're a really good team. Uh, and this is just kind of what happens, especially against a young team, especially against a team that is uh, so young that they're also missing their best players and some key rotational pieces. I mean, you look at this Thunder roster, uh, I believe that their average age is 22.7. The University of Texas's average age is like 22.0. Like it's just 22. So like this is a very, very young team. This is a very, very young basketball team. And um, the Thunder played as best they could considering the circumstances, but Mass Lou Dort was just a delight. 26 points, four rebounds, an assist, three steals, three for 12 from three, 42% from the floor. He had a massive putback dunk, and this was uh, great because, number one, anytime Lou Dort dunks, it's fun. Uh, this was a very energetic dunk and a very kind of a passionate dunk. Number two, the putback was awesome, and it's even more fantastic and even cooler for the pictures whenever you're taking a putback poster dunk with a mask on. It just looks so incredibly cool, right? But this came, this putback dunk came on one of the weirdest possessions you're ever going to see. A minute-long possession. It was miss after miss after miss, and poor Derek Favors is down there doing the dirty work, somehow getting the ball back to the Thunder, and they just kept missing and kept missing and kept missing. It took a minute off the clock, this possession. And finally, Lou Dort was just sick of the Thunder missing threes, so he went in there and put back one of the missed threes for a huge slam. A very cool game from Lou Dort, who did say after the game that he'll be wearing this mask for a few more games. It looked awesome. And we'll see how long he has to wear it. But this is, of course, due to his nasal fracture, which was listed as questionable entering tonight. Obviously, uh, he was able to play tonight. And I think that that mask really helps him. He says that at the beginning of the game, it was kind of weird kind of adjusting to that mask, but it seems like he settled in as the game went on uh, and kind of got the mask in a more comfortable situation or kind of just kind of adapted to that mask he's wearing. So credit to Lou Dort for sticking through that nasal fracture because if this team loses Lou Dort on top of the key contributors, They've already lost. I, I mean, this this thing can be a train wreck in a hurry, right? So Lou Dort gutting it out was a big deal for the Thunder. And, and I think that he did the best he could on the Splash Brothers. I mean, they did have a really good game, uh, but in this one, you had Clay and, and Steph go for 18 and 21, respectively. They both, of course, still made a huge impact beyond just their point scored margin. And again, it just... It's just the tale of where these two teams are at right now. The Warriors are one of the best teams in the NBA. The Thunder are one of the worst teams in the NBA record-wise. So uh, we'll see how the Thunder progress from here. But Darius Baisley deserves a ton of credit in this one. He did really good in this starting group, as he did on Saturday against the Kings. He had 20 points, a steal, eight rebounds, shot 50% from the floor, 50% from three as well. Um, I think that with Darius Baisley, is such a polarizing player and he does generate such emotion from the Thunder fan base that uh, I understand that pretty much everybody has a side on Baisley. There's a side of you're totally all out on Baisley and you want him gone as soon as possible. There's a side that you're never going to give up on Baisley that you see the talent and you see kind of everything that he needs to try to put together. And if he can put it together, he'd be a really good NBA player. And if you've listened to the show before, you know what side I fall on. Uh, I think that Darius Baisley is an incredibly talented player, and that Darius Baisley can really be something special in the NBA. It's just a matter of if he can be consistent and if he can put all the pieces together at once. I mean, you're seeing the transformation from Darius Baisley on that defensive end this year. Can he figure out a way to get some offense going and, and, and to be more effective offensively with that 
really good defense that grades out in some metrics as elite uh, on defense, especially as an off-ball help defender, especially with the scheme and shell that the Thunder are trying to run here without a traditional big man. I think that the Thunder last year did not put him in a great spot offensively to succeed in, and that's part of why you saw him fail offensively last year. I think that this year there's there's more data points of him being, being in the right spot, that dunker spot role, cutting off ball, and not just standing in the corner. Uh, how do the Thunder continue to carve out roles for him and an itch for him offensively? But in this game, he played very well, and he stacked a good Saturday game onto a good Monday game. And so that's been his big issue throughout his career but is the lack of stacking success on success, and but letting bad games snowball into bigger bad games. The thing with Darius Baisley, though, I think that it's a big deal to, to recognize how hard it is to bounce back and forth from the bench to the starting lineup, especially when you're playing with new lineups and uh, trying to find your rhythm. And it seems like Baisley, again, is a rhythm player. I think that I'm comfortable making that ass- uh, assessment or making that leap whenever you consider how streaky he is. You can go on a hot streak where he plays for like four near-perfect games in a row, as he did last month, but he can also go on a cold spell where he just looks like he shouldn't be in the NBA anymore for weeks at a time. And given those those high and low moments from Baisley and how they come in succession and come kind of in a row with each other, I think he's a very rhythm and routine-oriented player. That might be wrong, but that's just kind of what I think given uh, the stretch he's been on. So having to bounce back and forth between different roles cannot be great for Darius Baisley, in my opinion. And he's handling it, though, very well. We'll see how he does Wednesday. We'll see how he does throughout this rest of the season. But I do not think that you should give up on Darius Baisley. I think that you should keep uh, keep believing in Darius Baisley. I'm going to tell you why coming up. But first, I want to say right now about our good friends over at TurboTax. That's right, TurboTax. Folks, let me tell you something. It's tax season. And people think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax live experts, that's what makes things interesting. We all have unique lives, whether you invest in crypto for the first time this year, whether you own an up-and-coming business, or simply you're raising a rambunctious set of twins. Luckily, TurboTax Live has experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the entire process, or just simply do your taxes for you from start to finish. They help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation, and you can talk to a TurboTax Live expert through your phone or computer without leaving your house. TurboTax Live experts are here to help you however you need, and if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them, and they will do it all for you. So go to TurboTax Live experts and go check them out. It's an interesting way to to make life easier for you and get a greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. That's TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They got your taxes covered. Go check them out. TurboTax Live, TurboTax.com. And find your TurboTax Live agents at TurboTax.com. So check out TurboTax Live. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at LL Thunderpod. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Subscribe for free across all platforms. It's totally free. Every show is free. We're here for you daily talking Thunder basketball. And for your next listen, go check out the Lockdown NBA podcast, which are a national podcast talking with the entire association. And I want to remind you that the NBA trade deadline is Thursday, February 10th. 
at 3 p.m. Eastern. And guess what? The Locked on NBA podcast will be covering it live from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern. So join Kim Becker, John Corrales, Locked on fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd, and get a breakdown of every blockbuster move by subscribing to the Locked on NBA YouTube channel and turn on notifications so you know when they go live. Folks, again, February 10th, that's Thursday, from what I want you to know is from 1 p.m. Central to 3 p.m. Central, you can be live on the Locked NBA YouTube page watching John Corrales, Kim Becker, and Josh Lloyd break down all these moves. They're also going to have our local experts like myself join the show when our teams make a move. And then also, I'll be in the live chat typing in there what I'm hearing about the Thunder and my reaction to different moves. So join me in there as well. I'll be watching along with you guys on the Locked In NBA YouTube page. That's a Locked In NBA YouTube page. Go subscribe right now. Turn on notifications for whenever they go live. That way you don't miss the show. I'll be tweeting it out. I'll be doing everything that you need to know. So follow me on social and make sure you go check out Locked In NBA to be in that live show on Thursday, just like I will be for the NBA trade deadline, which might be a great one. Of course, there's always a chance that no big moves happen, but this one feels feels a little special. So we'll see if that actually comes true or not. But let's continue talking about the Thunder losing to the Golden State Warriors on Monday in the Paycom Center and Darius Baisley. Folks, 20 points, a steal, eight rebounds, 50% from the floor, 50% from uh, three. He had a breakaway dunk. Uh, he had a nice baseline jumper that didn't fall. You know, hopefully he can start to make those mid-range J's that he gets uh, pretty routinely. He had an awkward finish at the rim after a, a jump ball situation at the free throw line that was kind of uh, luck, but also just was able to contort his body in a way that probably only he can. I think that with Darius basically, there's a few things that he needs to learn because he had a nice possession on, on the dunker spot with, with a nice uh, finish. He had a baseline reverse layup that was incredible for his size. Uh, he has some really nice tools. Uh, and I don't think I can ever give up on Darius Basley. He's so explosive. He's so athletic. I mean, even his one steal, just eyeing, focusing in on a loose ball, sprinting over to it where nobody can get it, and then just running in transition with his ball handling ability at his size and getting to the rim and slamming it home. The thing that I think that will do wonders for his game is becoming a more aggressive player and a more assertive player on the offensive end in the sense of finishing through traffic at the rim. If he can find a way to absorb contact and to finish at the rim. Uh, the sky is the limit for him offensively because of how athletic he is, because of how much of a great cutter he is, because of the different roles you can place him in at that point. If you can trust him to get to the free throw line, that unlocks you as a score. Now, we've talked about this all last season with SGA, that the difference in being a 20-point-per-game scorer versus 25-point-per-game versus 30-point-per-game is how often you can get to the line. That trickles down all the way to 10 points to 15 points per game or 15 to 17 points per game or 17 to 20 points per game. Those margins that separate all those categories is free throw attempts. And the way you get there is by using your freakishly athletic frame that basically has and absorbing that contact from the defense and finishing at the rim, creating in one opportunities for yourself and making life hard and stressing out the defense. So I want to see him take on that contact and finish through it more. In this game, there are a few times that the Warriors could bump him off a spot and, and he just couldn't finish through that contact. And I think that that would do wonders for his game long-term, but I just can't give up on Darius Baisley. This is a really good game from him, especially on the defensive end as well. Uh, I think that Baisley still has a ton of potential, still has a ton of potential for his NBA career. Derek Favors played pretty well in this game as well. 
uh, 26 minutes, 4.7 rebounds, nothing like spectacular. And it's not going to lead to him getting traded and, and like kind of getting off that player option for next year, but still a pretty nice game from him who looked washed a month ago. Kenny hustle really showing out prior to the deadline, 12 points, seven rebounds, five assists, a steal, a block, 33% from three, 45% from the floor, really showing out on the warriors who might be interested in him at the deadline might not, you know, they're a contender. And I think that every contender needs to be in on Kenneth Williams. And I do wonder what the thunder will do at the deadline. Obviously I've told you guys that I've heard that the thunder are using that open roster spot and using uh, their salary cap spaces. They have right now. They're using those two things to try to get better assets, take on two for one deals, take on bad money uh, and to boost the assets that's coming back to them in these trades. We'll see if they can actually make trades. I'd be stunned if the Thunder come away on Thursday, what I say, Thursday at, at 3 p.m. Central Time, or um, you know, 2 p.m. Central Time. I'd be stunned if at 2 p.m. Central Time, the Thunder have not made a move. The Thunder have not like done something at the deadline. Just, I would be absolutely floored. And so Kenny Hustle played really well heading into that deadline. Of course, remember Mike Muscala, who's another trade candidate, uh, is out until the All-Star break with that ankle injury. Uh, I would I would be I would be a little surprised if Mike Muscala got traded, just because I'm not really sure what his value is, and he seems very comfortable in OKC. Uh, so I think the Thunder would want to keep him around because he's very comfortable here and he wants to be here. And the value on trading him is not all that great in general, especially with this kind of lingering ankle injury. But Kendrick Williams is a very interesting case study, and we've gone over this many times. The Thunder won a first round pick for him allegedly from these reports out there. And the Thunder are in a spot right now where uh, they can play a little hardball because they have the asset and they have the thing that people want and, and on a cheap deal, $2 million a year for, uh, for Kenny Hustle and $2 million next year. And with the Thunder, they can hold out and wait for that first-round pick because they have no problem keeping Kenneth Williams long-term and making him a part of this core and a part of this organization for the future, a guy who says he wants to retire here and a guy who's owed little to nothing. So we'll see what they do at the deadline. That's why you need to tune in to the Lockdown NBA uh, trade deadline show, which I'll be in there as well on the YouTube page, Lockdown NBA, and follow me on social media at Ryland underscore styles. That way you're up to the minute highlights on what's happening with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I, I want to give a huge shout as well to Mamadi. Mamadi had one missed shot in this game, six points, five rebounds, a block. Again, I said it yesterday too. It's interesting how his 10-day deal coincides with the deadline in the Thunder open roster spot. Thunder really like this guy, and I and I want to see what happens come you know Thursday, Friday, on if he gets uh, extended or not, and if he gets uh, that full time spot with the Thunder and this organization. But there is plenty of time to go over that. We're going to continue recapping this Warriors game. Also tomorrow, we're going to dive into the NBA draft a little bit, plus wrap up any rumors that we're hearing ahead of the deadline. Wednesday, of course, will be. Uh, the Raptors game. And so we'll recap that on Thursday. And then Friday, we're going to recap the, the deadline show. So subscribe. So you never miss an episode here on the lockdown podcast network on the lockdown thunder podcast coming up. Let's talk Josh Giddy. Let's talk Trey man. Let's see where this thunder uh, team is at right now and how they lost this game to the golden state warriors. But first I want to say right now, but good friends over at bet online folks, BetOnline.net is incredible. And they have you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Football marches to the playoffs and right up to the big game that's happening this Sunday. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, all your sport podcasts, 
news this season. It's not just football, but online brings you up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates on current games. So do not wait. Take advantage right now of these amazing offers available for the 2022 season. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. BetOnline.net. Check it out. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Make sure you're betting on the big game. There's so many props, so many things to bet on. You can bet on the time the national anthem will run. You can bet on the color Gatorade that's poured on the, on the head coaches on the head coach of the winning team. You can bet on so much stuff. It's absurd and so much fun at betonline.net where the game starts. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your second listen, go check out Locked On Bets, a daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis from our expert, Lee Sterling. It's free and available across all platforms on the Locked On Bets podcast, as well as this podcast, free and available across all platforms. Let's continue talking about this game for the Oklahoma City Thunder against the Golden State Warriors. It's Josh Giddy time, folks. Josh Giddy, 16 points, 7 assists, a steal, 11 rebounds, 0 for 3 from 3, 37% from the floor for Josh Giddy. Some really nice rim finishes in this game. I think that that's kind of the biggest takeaway is how good he was at the rim. What I noticed he did better this game than he's typically done so far in his career is at his size, with his frame, he's a big guard. He was able to use his body a lot more to shield defenders from the ball and get higher quality looks at the rim. He also used that pass fake more in transition, which freed him up for an easy layup in transition and a two-on-one opportunity. Because in the scouting report, obviously you're going to talk about how good Josh Giddey is as a passer. And you're just kind of on your heels in a two-on-one situation anyway. Whenever the best passer on the team pass fakes, you're going to immediately jump over to the other guy in the two-on-one. And that leaves Josh Giddey wide open at the rim for an easy layup. He had a spinning layup for the final shot attempt, which was awesome. He had this incredible pass at the top of the key to a backdoor cutting Kenny Hustle, which was insane. And shout out to Josh Giddy because he pulled off a Hamdu Diallo. Shout out Diallo. Have not thought about him in a long time, but I thought about him whenever Josh Giddy missed the layup, got his own miss and put it back before the score. So he, he got a shot attempt, a rebound, and then a made shot all in like five seconds for Josh Giddy. That was pretty, pretty fun. But another good game from Josh Giddy. Trey Mann hit his typical step back three, which was awesome. Uh, it was actually a, an assist from Josh Giddy, which Trey Mann creates open space for himself off the pass from Josh Giddy, getting Giddy an assist. 11 points, four assists, three rebounds, and two steals. But how did the Thunder lose this game? Both teams had five players score double figures. Golden State once scored a 16-point lead. OKC's largest lead was eight points. Five times this lead changed hands. Four times it was tied. The Thunder played really well in the first quarter, but Golden State kind of ran away with it in the second quarter and third quarter. OKC won the rebounding edge by 10 boards. Golden State had 30 assists. OKC only had 21. The Thunder had two more turnovers. They won the fast break category. They won the points in the paint category. 
Golden State won second chance points. OKC, OKC shot 41% from the floor, 30% from three, and 76% at the line. Golden State shot 50% from the floor, 34% from deep, and 76% at the line. OKC won the first and the fourth quarter. Golden State won the second and third quarter. The Thunder points off the points off turnovers was 26 to 13 in their favor. Golden State's bench, though, scores 46 points. OKC's bench only scores 21. That's not a category the Thunder lose a lot. The Thunder bench typically outscores the opponent's bench every single game. However, when you have this many players out, your bench is totally different, and, and it, of course, shrinks your rotation, and a lot of your bench players are now in your starting lineup getting those points. Uh, so very interesting there to see if the Warriors bench was able to outproduce the Thunder in such a massive way, considering how little that's happened so far this year. But there's a very good reason for it, given the injuries. The Thunder lose this game. Against the Warriors, 110 to 98. The Moneyball pick was Lou Dort. The Moneyball pick, of course, is who leads the team in three pointers made. It was Dort and Man with three. The MVP of this game, Darius Baisley. I got to give it to Baisley. There's plenty of opportunity to give it to Josh Giddy. There's plenty of chances to give it to uh, a ton of players who, who played well tonight. But Darius Baisley, you know what? He deserves it. He deserves some shine, although we all know that we love Josh Giddy. Giddy up. Everyone loves Josh Giddy. How can you not? He is just awesome. Uh, but he's always going to be a peevish game, as is SGA and Lou Dort and all of our other fan favorites. But Darius Baisley does deserve credit for the way he played today. So coming up on the Lockdown Thunder podcast on Wednesday, you're going to get a draft stock watch episode. On Thursday, you're going to get a recap of the Raptors game. On Friday, a recap of the NBA trade deadline. And, of course, we're going to have a bonus podcast as well, uh, recapping that Friday game for the Thunder against the Philadelphia 76ers. And then on Monday, we'll recap the Bulls game that happens on Saturday. Another back-to-back, another tough week ahead for the Thunder, who played tonight, who will play again Wednesday, who will play again Friday and Saturday. Uh, So a lot to uh, look forward to before, again, they play Monday against the Knicks. This is going to be a very, very jam-packed schedule for the Thunder here this, these next couple of weeks leading into the All-Star break before that much-needed break for this very, very injured uh, Thunder squad. So make sure you're following along on Twitter at Ryland underscore style. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts for free, including on YouTube, the Lockdown Thunder podcast. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.